Today's podcast is brought to us by Heart Symbol Publishing. Creative works that touch the heart. We're an integrative therapies website that offers workshops. We have a store online. You can purchase all kinds of MP3, CDs, and books. And we offer classes, PTSD, classes on symbols and dreams. And love to see you come visit our site at heartsymbolpublishing.com. Another one of our beautiful sponsors is here um, at Beyond Today. His uh, gorgeous uh, jewelry pieces are here on display. Uh, it's Elements with the Elements 5. Creative Jewelry is the name of the company. Uh, my brother Bill, who is the um, artist in this beautiful sterling silver jewelry, he uses crystals and stones with uh, doing laboratory work. Um, he he comes up with these beautiful ideas in his head intuitively and and creates these beautiful pieces from his heart and he will not display them unless they are in his mind and eyes and heart uh, in perfect uh, condition and, and and perfection to offer to the uh, people out there. So again, elements creative jewelry here at Beyond Today. Also sponsored by Beyond Today. A beautiful place for the community to get together. Beyond Today is located at 11223 North 28th Drive, Suite F101, Phoenix, Arizona. Phone number here is 602-374-4926. That phone number again, 602-374-4926. Welcome to episode eight of the Rod and Cindy Show at Beyond Today. My name is Rod Lyman. Welcome everybody out there. Hello. Hello. Hi, yes. How's everybody doing tonight? Beautiful night. There's a crescent moon out there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful night for this wonderful podcast. And that uh my like I said, my name is Rod Lyman. I have this beautiful co-host to the left of me. Her name is Cinderella. No, just kidding. It's Cindy. <laughs> Cinderella. Nice. <laughs> and like last week, we had this beautiful, beautiful person that we had come in here, and she came back for the second podcast. Her name is? Hi, I'm Linda Bennett, and thank you for inviting me back. Awesome. And, uh, of course, pretty boy down there, uh, the man with the smile, man with the tan, his name is? Dr. Mike Hegeman. Yay! Yay! Dr. Mike Hagerman. <laughs> Some people call me Dr. Mikey Cutie Pie, but uh, I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask to point them out, but I'm sure they're probably not here, right? Anybody out there? Oh, really? Seriously? We got one. <laughs> Good. Tonight's podcast is going to be Spirit Releasement. How exciting is that? I mean, when we decided that we were going to do a spirit releasement podcast, that we all got excited about it because we all had stories, and it's like we wanted to share these stories and everything else. And that, and so, Linda, what is spirit releasement? Well, spirit releasement, uh, probably the simplest way to look at it is ghosts or things that go bump in the night. 
that a lot of people are interested in, curious about, afraid of, and every degree of in between there. So that's what it is. It's about what happens to an individual when they die. Nice. You know what's really cool is? Is before we started this podcast, we were all sitting here getting ready, doing the sound checks and everything else with Zach, and, that, and we all felt a cool breeze come through here. And it was amazing. And it was picked up by quite a few people in here that felt that. And it was, there's a little bit of emotion because uh, what I got, and we didn't share, did we? None of us shared what we got in that. But it was kind of interesting is that female, but a younger woman. And I got that she was, she came to me as, as a younger woman. And she, she had messages and that, and which was very beautiful and that. And she just wanted to be acknowledged is what I got. What'd you get, dear? Well, I her grandmother's with her. Oh, nice. There's two of them. <gasps> wow. And her grandmother's with her, and and is um, the the what I'm getting right now is the grandmother's wanting her to see um, what this is all about, so she'll understand what's going on for her. Beautiful. And I know Cindy was a little emotional on your point. What What'd you get? Ah, uh, yeah. Since I felt that. It was more than just a cool breeze. It was very icy cold breeze. Um, I, too, felt it was a female, a, a woman. Um, and actually, it brought tears to my eyes. For some reason, it made me very emotional when after I, I had said that. And uh, so I'm not quite sure. It was very beautiful. Mike, what did you get? There it is again. I just felt it. Go ahead. Well, I'm just keen. I'm keenly aware of what, what was going on with you know observing the three of you, saying just kind of tuning in. It's a it's a great process to you know we we come in we we think we 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 know we have a topic, we think we're going to come in sit here and discuss our ideas and not really being aware that as we do this work, uh, the work of spirit, that spirit shows up and meaning that we don't know you know sense of what we is what we invite in, and what we draw to ourselves because we have an intention. Of, of doing, you know, not only just talking about the, these subjects, but that maybe this is, we have a chance to practice even when we're practicing on air. So just being very aware of that and holding space for this process to happen. As we discuss, kind of just saying, saying what this, this for us is a, is a genuine process and a genuine process of healing, not only for the folk, you know, the folks we can see, but for energies around us that, uh, that are drawn to, to this place and to, you know, for a sense, either for releasing themselves or for learning or for contributing to to the process. Oh, absolutely. Uh, really, it affected us in different ways And that. Actually, Linda's hair stood up like there was static electricity around her, and, and then somebody out in the crowd actually noticed it and everything else. And I was watching it. I watched it just actually rise well, up. And I felt like somebody was touching my in, in Yeah, I felt like somebody was touching my head. Well, that was it was really cool is that and then I saw Cindy's shoulders pull forward like somebody was coming back behind her to give her a hug and that and it was also interesting was is that I also felt the energy of it being next to Mike too it's like going over and checking him out and everything else it's like it checked everybody what every one of us out over mm -hmm. here and that mm -hmm. I actually felt it over here by next to Zach did you feel anything Zach? no okay but uh, it, it was very interesting is that how the spirits, world, souls, whatever we want to call them, that how it affects us differently. In that, I felt oh prickly in the back of my neck, and that so I knew something was here. And I, when it gets too close to me, I start swelling up in the belly a little bit. 
because I almost feel claustrophobic because that energy mm. is so great. As it comes towards me and that, I can feel myself kind of swelling. So I ask it nicely to back away and that, and the swelling goes down, and I don't feel so bloated afterwards. And that. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's kind of cool to, to feel that all of us and watch the reaction and see different movements on each one of you and that. It was, it was really neat to see that. Go, go ahead, Cindy. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say that our experience before we got started was a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about, is what I was going to say. Um, Michael, do you have a question, hon? No, just the, trying to getting us into that sense of, you know, here we're already ready to jump right into the middle of this. And we want to, <laughs> we want to help people out to say, okay, we have this, these two words, spirit releasement. And Linda gave us a, a quick introduction, but thinking about it, um, you know, it, it, we have to have a, it all depends on our understanding of, of what happens to us as we live a life. When we transition out of this life, we call it death. What happens to our energies? And, uh, and we talked in our last podcast about past life, very briefly mentioned future life. Uh, we didn't explore that, but the sense of what happens to our energy. Um, so I'll ask Linda that. What's, what's the concept of saying that if we talk about spirit releasement, I, my idea is that Something gets stuck. Some energy from some uh, some person, some some aspect of ourselves as we transition out of this lifetime may get stuck in this in this frame, and for some reason, what what's your understanding of, of the, all that? And I would agree that it's you know when the life comes to an end, when the physical life comes to an end, the soul needs to move on. Where does the soul go? And obviously, there's a lot of different cultural beliefs about that. And my understanding is that is that the soul is meant to go to the light. Now, why wouldn't a soul go to the light? A lot of reasons why a soul won't go to the light. A soul won't go to the light if they don't feel that they're deserving of go to, going to the light, where they've been taught that they've whatever they've done has been so awful that they wouldn't be allowed into heaven or to the light, however you want to call that. Uh, someone would not go to the light if they perhaps had young children that they're worried about what's going to happen to them, so they want to stay and watch over the children. Uh, sometimes someone won't go to the light because there's a sense of revenge. They want somebody caused their death in a traumatic, dramatic way, and they want to see that that's taken care of in some way. And some people are surprised by their death. They don't even realize that they're dead uh, because it doesn't feel like that different. And so they just don't move on, and they get stuck in a lower vibration, and they can't move on. So those are just some of the ways that it can happen. Question about that is that lower vibrations, could you elaborate a little bit on that for me, please? Is that stuck in a lower vibration? Oh, thank you for asking that question. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Linda. Sorry. Because one uh, of those just popped in my head. It's like, right, wow. right. A lower vibration. Anytime we're operating in a lower vibration, typically we have unhealthy patterns. Um, people that uh, are unhealthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they're, they vibrate at a lower rate. And so when you bring your vibration down, how do you bring your vibration down? You bring your vibration down by unhealthy behaviors, alcohol, drugs, um, unhealthy lifestyles, anger, fear, shame. All those things bring our vibration down. And what happens is 
that when your vibration is lower, then those entities, those spirits that also were at that vibration match up and it becomes a magnet for picking up those vibrations. So like energy attracts like energy. Absolutely. That's very interesting. Um, And real quick, just going back to what you're saying about the souls not wanting to maybe move forward, um, I personally have experienced something, well, between my parents and I. Anyways, my grandmother, my mom's mom, was very ill, uh, and this was the month of May. She was in the hospital, very ill. Um, Come to find out, or she found out that my mom uh, and dad were dating, let's just say. So... It's interesting because once she found out that her daughter had, you know, a boyfriend or something, it was, she, I guess, allowed herself to go ahead and, and move to the transition. Transition. So she did in June, the next month. Um, of course, ironically enough, or maybe meant to be, we're not, I don't, I don't understand yet, but um, I'm assume probably about September, you know, I was conceived and I was one of those, what they call a beautiful accident. <laughs> Um, meant to be um, because you know I was born then the next year in June so I and the reason why I say this is because there was a few months there of course between when she passed and um, you know I was uh, conceived Um, I did do kind of go back to our last podcast and 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 incorporating with this one as well I did have a, a, a hypnosis therapy done on me but I chose to do something that was in my um, uh, uh, auric field. Well, come to find out that when I was had gone under, uh, I felt and saw my grandmother. And mind you, she died a year before I was born. But I, there's pictures of her, of course, you know, in, in the house. So I had an idea of what she looks like. Well, her, I don't know, I don't know how this, what it is, but a voice was coming out of me and all she and all it kept saying was please forgive me what had happened is she passed when she was 47 years old um due to cirrhosis of the liver you know she was ill um so of course she you know and her children were young my mom being the eldest of three and at the time she, my mom was only 17 so i think she felt obviously very bad that you know she experienced that lifetime left that lifetime at a, a young age but she kept saying through me, you know, please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me. And so I, I, my, the person who was doing the hypnosis with me, um, you know, just said, we, we, uh, forgive you. You may go to the light now. And as soon as he said that it was really beautiful and interesting with my eyes closed, of course. Um, and it was, the whole process was very intense. I could see this white light, um, uh, on the right side of my, you know, face or mm-hmm. whatever, and then all of a sudden, I saw her face. It was like she had, you know, taken the white light finally and had gone home because I could see her face, right. and it was just so beautiful. And she was smiling, and yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> that's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful story, and that's the thing that I think is so wonderful about spirit releasement work that I'm so drawn to because the healing is not just for the client that has this attachment, but for the spirit that's still stuck here. And to be able to help them move on is huge. Now, I often get a question that how do I know it's a guide or a spirit attachment? And the key to it is that a guide won't need to say, 
please forgive me. A guide will always say positive things in, in positive direction. So that would sound like to me, and I've gotten goosebumps right now. So I just got, I just, I mean, you can see them on my arm, um, that that's what happened. That's what needed to happen for her to move on. She needed to be released. And what a wonderful opportunity that you had to be part of that. Oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you can feel the energy between yeah. them right now. But, I mean, just even in their day-to-day life and that, uh, her mom sometimes acts like her daughter. You know, Cindy's like the mom of the family sure. sometimes. And, and and I love it to, to watch that because they do. They bounce back and forth in the roles that they play that is that they one time her mom will be her mom and the next time Cindy will be the mom. And you watch that and you can see that, that, that how they interplay with each other and that. So... Even though she did was released to go back and, and, and pass cross over and everything else, and that part of her I think was left here, and that as, as maybe an energy attachment almost, because maybe that's a past life, and that her her mom her grandma was her past life even. Mm-hmm. The possibility of that. Oh, there's all kinds of possibilities, you know. Well, why why should I even ask if there's a possibility? <laughs> I, I know exactly. that there's a possibility. If anything's possible. What I've seen, is that possible? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as I say no, yeah, exactly. I, and I always say, okay, never mind. Exactly. Because I know you're going to give me the lesson Absolutely. right now to show me that, yes, that is possible. So anything's possible. Well, it is, and it's beautiful to watch that and everything right. else. Sure. Can I say one more thing about that story? Thank you. Um, what was interesting is, the date was uh, November 11th, 2011. So it was 11, 11, 11. And at the time when I was going for my appointment, I'm like, oh my gosh, my appointment's at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I thought, how interesting was that? And then I had that experience. I went home and I called my mom and I said, mom, I said, I had this beautiful experience. And, uh, th- and she was saying, you know, Cindy, earlier today, about an hour ago, I was thinking if I was going to ever see my mother again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, Mom, let me tell you the experience I just had. I said, you will see your mom up in heaven when you go. I said, this is what happened just now. Right. Well, and now, once your grandmother went on into the light, then she can come back and be a guide. An, you know, guardian angel, whatever. There's oh, all those possibilities, but you got to get him to go to the light first, and that's one of the reasons how attachment gets stuck here. Is somebody has someone near and dear to their hearts, and they go, "Don't leave me, don't leave me." So they go, "Okay," and they stick around when they need to be into the light, so that they can do the healing they need to do. Then they can come back and do the work. Now, a lot of people think, "Well, that could take too long." There's no such thing as time there. So we don't know how long that's going to take. But you need to let them finish their lifetime so that they can move on and then they can be a resource. Mm-hmm. In some so, Linda, I want to just kind of review with you an experience I had with you about around spirit releasement. It's just, I mean, a simple story and how you help, helped me. So I just kind of th- talk about, okay, what's, a, what's at the basic level, what's, what can spirit releasement look like? And so I remember one time I went on a retreat actually with Rod and Cindy and at, at some point, we're having a beautiful weekend up in the, up in the mountains here in Arizona, and I, I felt great. I felt very energetic, and I went to bed one night, like a Saturday night. I woke up Sunday morning, and I was grumpy, and I was irritable, and I couldn't wait to get away from all of these people. I mean, yes, he was a grumpy pants. That's right, for sure. grumpy pants. Right, and I couldn't. I was like, "What is going on?" I just couldn't figure out what was going on, and I just I had to get away. 
but I had to get away. And so I was like, guys, I, I need to leave. And I, I left early and I and I just kind of went down the mountain. I don't think you said goodbye to I me. don't think right, so. Right, it right. wasn't guys I had to leave. It's like, bye. Right, right. And over the next few days, I really noticed I was out of sorts with myself. I just felt again irritable and cranky, depressed. I mean, there's all kinds of emotions that were just – they. It wasn't like they weren't mine. I, I had the I have the potential for all of those emotions, sure. but they was so kind of overwhelming and just and like and I I stopped by your office at school. And I was coming down to teach at Sweeha, and uh, I said, "Hey, Linda, you know what? I'm not. I don't know if I was talking to you. I probably was telling you. I've just had this just complete shift of emotions." And you looked at me and you said. Do you have an attachment? <laughs> and I looked at you and I was just like, hmm, oh, it's possible. And so I think it was it was just a great process where we could do it so simply, just like in ten minutes before the class. You just said, Well, let's you said, I don't know. And she says, Well, let's try. And you did a little kinesiology on me, which mm-hmm. for anybody out there, that means kind of muscle testing. It's using uh, like the body to answer yes and no questions. And you were able to just identify really quickly, like using my arm getting a yo, yes and no response, uh, and saying, yep, get it really, yeah, a spirit, atta- you know, it's some kind of attachment. Yes, it came in the middle of the night when I was up in the mountains. I let it happen clearly, you know. And and it was a sense of, can we deal with this right now? Yes. All right, let's let's call in Archangel Michael. I'm kind of condensing this really quickly. And you were able to assemble something that was important to me, Archangel Michael, saying of every power, symbol of power, and energy that could say, let's, all right, whatever this is, this energy is not for me to deal with. It needs to move on. Maybe I agreed on some level of my being to, to help it move on. Mm-hmm. But, but to be able to become aware of it, to, to intercede, to have a, have a spiritual en- you know, energy like Archangel Michael, to intercede and say, look, take this, you know, take this with you, take it to the light, let's move on. And as soon as you were able to do that, I mean, if you if you remember any of the process I'm leaving out here, important elements, but immediately I felt a weight off my shoulders, and I thought, oh, and that, and so I was like, wow, what a relief! And I was able to you know, kind of say, wait, that all that energy wasn't mine, right? Yes, it connected to some of my own energy, sure, but then it because then it moved on, and I was able to go, oh, and see things from a different light, um, and so. That was just a few days process, and I, my understanding is that some people can carry attachments for many years and not know that that you know, the, the weight that they may be carrying around with them is is something that's not quite theirs. What, right. What's your understanding? Of, I mean, if I left anything out of the process, you want to give insight in or talk about that? Bigger no, I process. think you, I think you covered it well. I mean, I think the thing is that yes, we can have attachments that stay with us a long time, even lifetimes. Can it can evolve through different lifetimes. Also, uh, they come and go. They can just stay with you a short time and they can move on on their own. The, the, you know, the key to it is, similar to what happened for you, is, yes, I know this energy, but I don't feel like myself. That's a, always, when somebody says, I'm just not myself today, I always look and I go, hmm, who are you? <laughs> you know, because that could be a clue. Um, this is not like me. You know, the people will make statements that are such clues of possible attachments. Now, um, I'm a firm believer that a client has to be a participant in the releasement of an attachment. In other words, I have people come up to me all the time and stand in front of me and say, do I have an attachment? (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? 
It's not about me identifying that they have an attachment. It's about them saying, something's not right here, and I want to investigate it. I don't know if it is attachment. We don't know until we start working with it. But I never come up to somebody and say, you know, I think you got an attachment. we got to get rid of it. They have to own it, and they have to be a participant in it. I had a young lady come to me who had been told by an intuitive that she had an attachment that was trying to kill her and that she would be dead by the time she was 27 and this girl was 26. Mm. Wow. And unfortunately, the young lady had a very unhealthy lifestyle and was involved in drugs and alcohol. And the attachment was part of that. And at one point, we're talking to the attachment and I said, you need to tell the attachment to go. She goes, I can't do it. You need to do it for me. I said, I can't do it. You have got to send it on yourself. You've got to take a stand that says this has got an end. And unfortunately, she wasn't willing to do that. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, and if, and if they're not willing to change their lifestyle, even if we can get it to move on, they're just going to pick up another one. Right, absolutely. So, you know, it, it really has to be, it's not about me waving my magic hypno wand and making these attachments going away. It's got to be a joint effort, and then we work together to make this happen. Absolutely. It brings up a, a guru once told me that you believe yourself to death. Yes, absolutely. And that's, you know, I, I really truly believe that. I mean, people believe so much into it that she'll be dead by 27 because she can will herself to die. Well, and, and <clears throat> we do live from our beliefs. And, right. again, how do we know we're not making up that we have an attachment? I don't know. But what are you, how is your life evolving? How are you living? What is the impact of that? What can we change if we address this? Right. And I've seen people's lives completely turn around in, in moments right. from an attachment. Well, and that's the difference from Mike. I mean, <clears throat> I've never seen Mike in that, that type of mood before. You know, and it was, it's hard for me because it's like we're spiritual people. We're spiritual beings. Nothing can hurt us unless we allow it to hurt us, you know. We have such such a beauty about us that how do we pick up these attachments? Well, you know, in the retreat that we were doing, it was such a, it's about finding ourselves. And we really dug deep within all of ourselves and that to pull out certain things about ourselves, things that even us that were instructors there and that we were going through a process too. And that um, Most of my clientele that comes in with attachments and everything else that is that some of them, like, it's really hard to believe that there's such powerful people in that how can they allow this i mean who are the people prone how do, how do you get well this? first of all you know uh, people that are light workers usually don't pick up attachments that will stay with them they are the the vehicle for the attachment to move on right. they come to light workers so they'll move on it's uh, people that are prone to picking up attachments again that lower vibration someone who's unhealthy uh, a, one of the biggest places people pick up attachments is hospitals. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're very, very vulnerable. You don't know what's going on. People, a lot of people die in the hospital. They don't know that they're dead. Right. They're wandering the halls, and they hear somebody needing some help. You've got a child that's alone in a hospital room. Their parents aren't there, and they're scared. And attachment goes, well, I could come and help. And so they come in and they attach and to keep them company. Right. You know, not with ill intention. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, when you have that relative that comes for a visit and the first few days are fine, and then it's like, it's time for them to go. <laughs> but they don't go. Yes. You know, that's what happens with attachments. A lot of time they come in very innocently right. to be of service, 
and then they overstay their welcome and they start getting in the way. Oh, gotcha. Absolutely. So do they slowly burn away, though, or just kind of... Sometimes. Uh, Not so, always. So people that have big energies are, and, and huge energies in that, isn't it hard for them to stay attached to someone with that, or is it easier for them to stay attached to something that has that's emoting these huge energies? Well, it depends on what you mean by huge energies. Because if it's a high vibration, yeah, they're not going to hang out. Right, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, so they, they're not going to hang out. They with, can't hang out very much longer. Well, they're... They're going to, you know, I had one that came with me once. I had a um, a young man who had um, committed, I was working with him to resolve his grief around his brother's suicide. Mm-hmm. And his brother ended up coming into the session and then attaching to me while I went to another class. And his belief was he needed a lot of people to help him move on. So that's why he came to into the session. And what was interesting is that we found out that the brother's suicide was purely an accident. Oh, wow. He was on some drugs, and he thought he could fly, and he leaped off of a cliff. Oh, my gosh. And it, so it wasn't, it wasn't, an, in which, you know, that information was enough to help his brother heal. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, it's funny that you said that. I mean, not funny about the story of that, but funny that, too. You, you know, we all go through this process that... One of the things, worst places I go to that I feel that uh, there's attachments hanging out is Walmart parking lot. <laughs> it's just well, like I've never th- thought of that. I'll have to just, check that out. There's just, you know, it's just, I caught myself, and Cindy and I were actually talking about this a couple of years ago, is I catch myself with my hands in my pocket, my shoulders rolled forward, and that, and my energy just against myself. Uh, I could see that. I could see some of that energy, yeah. Yeah, but it's something that I teach in my classes and that is that when we feel that, instead of pulling the energy closer to us, which then our boundaries and that become closer to us, is we should expand our energy. Right, yeah, expand your Exp- light shield. Absolutely, yeah. light yeah. shield out so that we're not being bombarded. And I do. It just really feels like as soon as I step out of my car in Walmart, I feel like there's 50 people around me, and it's like, back away, you know. Right. And, that, and so now I do expand it out. Right. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So I'm, rem- I'm remembering one time where I had, um, I was traveling across country, and uh, this, about, this was exactly 10 years ago this month. And I was traveling across country, and I, I stopped into some friend's house in um, uh, Minnesota, so on the near near South Dakota. So we, but I stopped in to see them, and my friend was a, a minister at church, and his wife was also uh, tra- had been trained as a minister. So I, I stopped at their house, and they said, "Okay, uh, we've had the basement all redone here, you know, so your room is going to be down there." So I I was going to stay down there, and so I I'd driven maybe ten hours that day to see them get there, and I was tired. I said, I'm just going to go rest for a little bit before dinner. And I went down there, and I, and I went down in the basement, and it's beautiful and everything. And I'm, but I'm in this back room, and I'm lying on the bed, and all of a sudden it got very crowded in there. You know, I just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, there are like fifty, hundred people in here, and I just was like, and like, you know that tingly feeling all over, but a sense of almost like weight, like air pressure had changed so much in the room, like a like a, you know, a heavy, what do they call that, a low pressure or high pressure, anyway, lots of pressure. And I was just like, hmm. And I think immediately before I even went upstairs and said anything, I, I called a friend in Arizona and I said, um, I'm not alone. You know, I was like, I've got something going on here. What do I do? And, and she said in this place. So this was different from attachment to a person. This was about attachment to a place. Absolutely. And so and she just said, look, find a ringleader in the, in the group of them. You know, just find somebody who's, in, who's like willing to take charge of all of those folks. 
and speak to them, speak to the one saying, look, it's you're going to be your job to guide everybody to the light. And I, so I'm telling you very quickly some of the process. And so I, um, you know, so I did that process. I said, okay. And and it, it really felt like yeah they they all a group of them were just ready to move on and they did and and but then I I went upstairs to to my friends you know for dinner and they were sitting in the living room and I came up and they're like how was your rest time and I was like well it was good and 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 I they kind of sitting there quietly and I said I said but I wasn't alone down there <laughs> oh no no that's not what I said I said tell me a little bit more about this house <laughs> and then they two of them looked at each other and like what do you mean. And I said, well, do you know anything about the history of this house? And they're like, well, um, before we bought it, the, this was where the funeral director for the town lived. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, I'm, ser- I'm totally serious. And I just looked at like, hmm. And I said, I looked at them and I said, he brought his work home with him. And they're like, what? You know, and they got, their eyes got wide. And I said, I said, no, I just, it was very crowded downstairs. And then the wife looked at the husband and she said, I've seen them. Oh my gosh! And he went, "What?" You know, and it was just one of those things. And I, and I just, you know, it's it's not like I was an ex- expert on this. And I said, I said, look, I just invited all of that energy just to move on, move to the light. And but it was one of those confirmation experiences for me that said, this I felt this very real. Right. And and it was a sense of attachment to a place. Yes. Again, this guy, this funeral director from before had clearly brought all this energy home with him and they were hanging out even though he'd moved on they were still hanging out mm-hmm. and so you know it just we you know, this this experience of spirit releasement can happen in many different ways and oh, some sometimes okay. so simply i mean simply is just to invite bring awareness raise a vibration bring awareness and say you know it's time to move on and i know that sometimes it's you know the process might be a little more involved for people so anyway just something we were all talking about brought that experience <laughs> yes. back for me the sense of about Spirit releasement's not just about attaching to people, but to places and to objects. Um, objects any, yeah. any any experiences of like an object? Um, antique furniture. Antique furniture. Ant- antique furniture is a really good one where somebody's gotten attached to that. So you know, at paintings, uh, things of that nature. Watching that and just looking at the energy, and you can see some things that can get attached to that. So what would you do? I mean, if you if you felt that, and you're not like, well, this is not my field. I've never worked with all of this stuff. What could somebody on the on a, besides bringing in a shaman or a you know a, anyway? How would you begin to Rod's going to jumping in here? But how would you begin to? Oh, I was just going to tell him to call Ghostbusters. Call Ghostbusters, <laughs> right, 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 right. No. So I play that song in my class when I teach this. <laughs> <laughs> how would how would you, know, Linda? What's a like a basic suggestion? You're saying if you want to just clear the energy, help to clear the energy around something. Well, first of all, I think you have to be mindful of your energy at all times. I think you. You know, periodically people should clear their homes. Um, they should be doing some en- be mindful of the energy in their in their space and what energy they bring in, and try to keep that clean all the time and clear it. But if you feel something is out of out of balance, then there's all kinds of different ways you can clear. You can use you know, there's all kinds of things like sage. You can burn sage. You can use liquid sage if you don't like to burn things. You can use salt. You can use. There's so many different tools. And I think finding somebody to help you do that, I think, is the best thing to do. Sometimes taking it on yourself, if you're not sure what you're doing, can probably can make it a little bit uncomfortable for you. I definitely um, work with Archangel Michael. That's my go-to person when I do the work. And 
I think there's a lot to be said, like I said, working with a shaman, working with somebody who does clear energy. Um, I also think that there's a lot to be said about feng shui. Oh, absolutely. And feng shui in your space to keep the energies, to keep the spirits from not wanting to even be there. Um, I think those are things you, you just are mindful of it. Yeah. yeah. How about attachments to rocks? Attachments to rocks. You know, there's, there's someone that I know that collects rocks. They, they have rocks all over their house and everything else. That, and you can feel that energy as soon as you walk into their house and that, that there's just tons of energy in there. It's more than that. And it's funny is that there's like, I think there's like six or five guys that live in that house. And, that, and there's only one woman that lives in there. That, and, and it's it's crazy. There's the energy there. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing is, I think, first of all, rocks have our energy anyway. So right. what is the energy? Is it positive or is it negative energy? Oh, it feels good in there. because well, then, then, that's, then that's not an attachment. Right. It's just their own energy of the of the stones. And so that's what I'm trying to get is that there's things that we can't have to realize that some things are are carry their own energy anyway and that they're not attachments energies. Right. That my grandfather a long time ago told me no rock wants to be bad ever. And so and, and rocks are used in in ceremonial things and that but when I walk into their house, it feels good I mean, because there's lots of energy around there. And right. it just feels homey. Right, that. right. That's a, that, that was one of the things. The other thing is that, I, I mean, Zach can tell you this, that from the age of Zach being born until he was probably 12 years old, that every house we lived in was haunted. Now, it wasn't the haunted, the houses itself. It's just like, well, we moved because they were haunted. And we kept moving to different places. But that, did you just keep taking the energy? Oh, with yeah, you it was from just the same thing, exactly. That's before you, we even understood what how this works. And that we were, we took the energy. It wasn't the house itself. We were taking the energy with us, and that, and, and it was an interesting concept. Is that oh, this house is haunted. We can't live here anymore. And that we've done everything we're supposed to do. And that just by, by book. And that, and it wasn't the house. And so. It's, it's, we have to also understand sometimes it's not the home. It's this right. energy that's right. with it that Absolutely. comes with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Anything else you want to share? No, I'm good. Thank you. So I'm, I'm curious. We started our program with the, uh, the, the strong perception that mm-hmm. some, somebody or somebody's has had moved into the here. Uh, any, now that we've been discussing this, is there anything left to resolve with that energy that we that we perceived? Well, I, I'm going to have to say that probably up here in the front here, because of how the energy that I'm seeing that it's warmed up. Right, mm-hmm. and 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 the energy that I'm picking up is um, <laughs> she's been she, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is there's two of them. Like I said, there's an older woman, more of a grandmotherly kind of image. And a, a younger girl, and she's like kind of going, see, see, it's not so bad, see, see. <laughs> so, and and the younger girl is quieting down. She's she's absolutely she's much calmer, and she's starting to. It's almost like she's nodding her head. Yes, now I'm understanding. So, yeah. I what I'm getting, what I'm sensing, is the grandmotherly figure is a guide. It's the young lady that was afraid to go and she's been trying to get her to go and this was a way to help her understand that she can go now. Absolutely. So even in the past life and afterlife that we have guides. Yes. Very good. So what are you feeling now, Cindy, with that, that energy? Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel, feel neutral right now. I feel real good. I feel a little bit on the warm side, not so cold. 
uh, around me. So um, I feel at peace, to be honest with you. <laughs> and see, that's what it, it should be. You know, again, you know, whenever I do a releasement, uh, sometimes I can get some really nasty ones, and they can play hardball. And the key to it is when I do the work that, as I say, they never see me sweat. I am always stronger than they are, and I can be a bad you know what, if I have to be. <laughs> they are never going to, you know, even though they've threatened me, I'm going to get you and all this. And it's like, yeah, you and who else? Um, but in in the long run, what I find are these attachments do want to go to the light. They're just afraid that they're not loved, that they won't be accepted, that whatever they've done has, you know, won't allow them into the light. And when I see them one of the things I always make sure they explain why they attach to the person what how they've been affecting that person's life and what is it that they need to have healed for themselves and when they go through the healing process and go to the light that moment can sometimes be so emotional both the client and I can't cry with the client I got to hold it back because they can't see me crying and but that's what it feels like it's so emotional and it's to know that this soul that's been so tormented that's been trapped now gets to move on and that to me is like it's it's indescribable it's indescribable so I, I, did i miss this i'm not sure that when we talked about trapped that it, it's trapped a lot of it it has to do with us keeping them here wanting them to be here too that's right? some of it okay. that's some of it but some of it is is preconceived you know notions that because you know how many of us were raised in a not to put down a religion but if you have done this then you're going to hell right okay well you know i cussed at my mom so now i'm stuck here you know i can't ever go to heaven gotcha that's i love it so let's kind of turn the mics out to the crowd out there you might have a question that they would like to ask linda or the the panel that's um Go ahead. Come on up here, Derek. Good. Um, beautiful, beautiful question. I love it. This, this is a great. I mean, I got so many stories I want to share, too, in that, you know. And so, but, yeah, I, I think getting out there, getting questions to that. Hi, beautiful lady. What is your name? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Linda. You have Hi. a question? Yes. To sort of flip the coin around a little bit, can we have an attachment to our loved ones who have passed and we're holding them back yeah absolutely uh the thing is you know our loved ones are so special to us that we don't want to be without them and so we will say at their bedside don't leave me or whatever as they're getting ready to pass and we keep them here now there's also such a thing as living attachments too where it doesn't have to be always someone that's deceased. In other words, sometimes you have people that are very codependent and they impact somebody's life so much that they're in their life all the time. So sometimes we need to do a releasement. And some people would see that as a cord mm -hmm. removal where there's this connector that's just getting in the way of someone living their lives. So sometimes attachments... Especially when those things happen, that's usually somebody very close to us that we just don't want to let go of. And it's like, I get that and I understand that. And 
we each came to live our life, not somebody else's life. Right. Give everybody a chance to live their life. You know, hanging on to them. Yeah, it's lovely that they you care that much for somebody that you still want time with them, but you need to let them go to the light so that they can then come back and be a guide. With that, Linda, and that, so if somebody's codependent on, on a living and they pass away, is that codependency even stronger? Can be. Okay. Absolutely. Be? Wow. Because we, we bought into this, I can't live without you. Right. Yeah, you can. But it's, it goes back to belief systems. What is your belief about your relationship with that person? Gotcha. And I, I can't, you know, how many of us have said, you know, I can't live without them. I can't live without this. I can't. Yeah, you can. But we get caught up in that trap and then. Well, this sounds like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, I mean, we, we can get into Twin Flames and all this different thing. Oh, it'd be kind of fun to do that another one. So do we have any other more questions out there? While they're looking for questions, part of that reminds them for a further topic, too, along these lines would be the sense of sacred contracts that we make with people or even maybe not contracts that we make in this uh, during a lifetime, like a wedding vow, you know, to, mm. to like, vow. So that's the term, oh, like the vow, topic. Yes. So that so part of releasement actually sometimes means a vow is a vow that we make can be only for. The, I mean, sometimes the vow holds us together. And instead of allowing somebody to move on after death, that that vow kind of binds that person together. And so part of the work I know that Linda does is to work with releasing vows when it's the appropriate time to release that vow. So maybe that's probably a, t- a topic for another well, that's, time. Uh, yeah. yeah, because death do this part, you know. Oh, I will love you through all of eternity. <laughs> yeah, make not want to be with that sucker another time, you know. <laughs> Let's think about that. So, yeah, and I've seen that happen. I had an amazing story with a young lady who was – um, an attachment was um, cutting her face. Oh. Actually, was cutting, and I have had other attachments that cut the body. Oh. So it's, it's scratch and do things like that. And this attachment was actually from another lifetime where they had vowed to love each other through all eternity. She moved on and he didn't. And he was getting in the way of her having a relationship. Oh my gosh. And he was, and literally, they, 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 he cut her face. So bad one night, they ended up taking her to the emergency room. She had to have plastic surgery. Oh, my goodness. So, and I've had about three or four clients that have had, literally had scratches. And that's where the attachment, it, it's like, I need to get your attention, and this is the only way I'm going to get your attention. So, I'm literally going to start scratching your body, places where you couldn't scratch yourself. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, it gets wild. You know, it is. But it's not... You know, Linda Blair and spinning right, heads absolutely. and split pea soup. It's not well, that. Well, and just really quickly, that is that uh, uh, the first time I ever ran across that was here, actually, at Beyond Today. <clears throat> the client came in and that she says, I'm possessed, I'm possessed. Somebody told me I'm possessed. And that I was like, I was like, okay, dear, this is come on in my room. And that and the interesting thing was is that our front window had like four or five flies on it. I was like, we don't ever get flies at Beyond Today. And so I brought her into my room and that, and she says, I'm possessed. And I laid her on the table and that, and I said, you want to talk about it? She started talking about it, and we started hearing buzzing. And we looked up, and these fluorescent lights up here and that, there's like four or five flies now on my fluorescent light. Never had that happen in my whole entire life that, since I've been beyond today. Well, in the middle of this session of that, as we're talking about and she's starting to let go on that, it was actually a loved one that had passed that she couldn't let go and that. 
most of the the screen on the the light was black of flies and all we could hear was humming in that room of all these flies and everything else when i told her that she had to let this person go and that and it would help her with it and everything else long story short that she screamed and in, in, in release and that and she started crying and that and she said i don't want this but she goes i have to let you go and as she screamed that and everything else that i held her hand and that we got really quiet and that we couldn't hear the humming anymore and i looked up there there was not one fly mm-hmm. on, the, on the light and i was like whoa and that was it was really interesting to see that and and i have not heard from her since that but she her friend that had told her to come see me and that has told me that she's doing great she works for a great has a great job now she's moved on and everything else and it was just her having to cut a cord other words saying or or let this person go and that she right. didn't want to let go right. yeah and to me it was like he was fighting to i gotta go and she goes no i don't want to let you go right. and i think it was just a torment and that so anybody else wanted to any questions or anything else we're all good on questions. All right. We're okay. All right. Well, you know, I think we're going to kind of wrap this up. That So um, I didn't get to see Zach do the finger, but I'm getting used to this nowadays that we wrap this up. That Mikey, you want to add anything to no, this? I just want to ask Linda if she's got any closing closing words here about oh, please, how we yes. keep how we keep our, our, our boundaries then. So that, that, yeah, that's a good question about so that we don't, we lessen the chance of, of uh, unintentional attachment. And I think it's about living a healthy lifestyle. You know, it's not, it's, it's, you know, putting ourselves in environments that are healthy for us. It's eating healthy. It's living healthy. It's, you know, having positive thoughts, you know, staying away from the negative energies, you know, hanging out in in a cemetery, you're going to pick up some, you know, energies. So it's really being mindful of what you do with yourself and the space you put yourself in. Very good. Anything to add, Cindy? Um, no, I thought this is a really wonderful podcast, and thank you for allowing me to share my story. I think it's very beautiful. And thank you. And thank you very much, Linda. Oh, thank you. Uh, my we pleasure. We would love to have you back. Love to be back. Yes, awesome. Yes. And I think we just, even from this podcast, I got some other ideas for podcasts. So. Linda, is anything coming up here that uh, you'd like to share with us? Uh, what's coming up? Oh, gosh, off the top of my head, uh, right now, you know, we've got all kinds of classes happening at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. We teach classes both online and on campus, and there's always something of interest happening there. Pretty. That's awesome there. Thank you. Thank you. How can they reach you? The uh, best way to reach me is, well, a couple of different places. You can email me directly at heartcoach at msn.com. Or you can go to my website, which is www.lindahypnoqueen.com. I am the Hypno Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much, dear. Mike, what do you got coming up here? Well, we have a Karuna Reiki Master Class coming up in August, August 13. Absolutely, And yes. that uh, Rod and Cindy and I will be teaching, leading that class. So we're uh, getting ready for that. It's a, it's a wonderful yeah, it's a wonderful energy for those people who are who have been training in, in Reiki and uh, also Karuna Reiki. So great, yeah. love that class. To Karuna stands for what? Stands for compassion. compassion. Yes. Absolutely, love it. Absolutely, Cindy, what do you got coming up here? Yes, this Saturday I have my color class. I'll be teaching. Uh, it's 
taking different colors. Uh, colors have their own vibration and, and, and incorporating it with energy work. Uh, otherwise, you can reach me at Beyond Today. If you'd like a, a session with me, uh, a color energy session, at 602-374-4926. And again, my name is Cindy Muby. I'm going to draw a card for all of us. Um, from the angel deck and it's enchantment so there you go there's a message for you all awesome and by the way by the time the podcast gets this one podcast gets out her class already been gone that is true that uh, i i heard through the grapevine that there's a possibility of having a august affair at beyond today that you're putting together oh yes that's what we were talking about we're gonna call it hot august nights it's a, a fair an intuitive fair uh saturday uh, August 20th from 4 to 8. Thought we'd do something kind of fun and cool while it's hot in August and here if, in Phoenix. And if you want to be a vendor or anything, contact you then? Yes, you may contact me at that same number, 602. I'm going to put my glasses on. 374-4926. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. My name is Rod Lyman. I'm have a pleasure of having these beautiful people and souls here and everybody out there. Um, if you'd like to be a sponsor of any of these shows and that you can contact us at beyond today here at 602-374-4926. We're located in the heart of Phoenix. It's just a beautiful place and that's got beautiful weather out there right now. We're kind of surrounded by this beautiful lake and that there's everything is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, We have a Reiki share coming up here on the 15th. Uh, I'd love to see you guys there. Um, Thank you, everybody, for coming out. And, Zach, is there anything you'd like to add to this before we go? Zach, our producer in that, shakes his head no. And so thank you very much, Mike. Yeah, good night, Mike. Good night, Rod, Cindy, Linda. Good night, Mike. Check, check, Mike. Thank you, Linda. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Good night, Rod. Yep. Zach. Good night, Linda. Good, good night. night. Good night, Cindy. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs>